0: Welcome to another episode of Dropkick Basement. Um, beginning of the of the summertime is what we're getting into. Uh, so I've got uh, myself, your your uh, your leader, your host uh, Mike Madden, uh, joining me uh, co-host uh, Tommy Schultz, Gimmickless Tommy Schultz. Uh, Tommy, how we be? Uh, how we be today?
1: I strut my way to the ring.
0: <laughs> Very good. Very good. So yeah, we um we're without Matt to uh, Matt today. He's uh he's on assignment, otherwise otherwise disposed. So um we will power through like we always do. And uh this particular one, I I thought about this one. because uh, you always love a, a you know, a good like super card, right? Oh yeah. Where have got talent from a couple different companies. Uh and we are getting close, I think of what is it? Um this coming weekend, yes. the 25th, will be uh, New Japan New Japan, and AEW's Forbidden Door. So in the spirit, in the fighting spirit of, uh, of Forbidden Door, uh, I've decided that we're going to uh, basically take their idea and run it up the flagpole with uh, the 1996 roster of WWF, And the 1996 roster of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Um, for better or worse, like, you know, you've got WWF was in a flux at this point, so you know you're you're seeing the beginning of the NWO. They're starting to lose a little bit in the Monday Night Wars, so there's a little bit of momentum. Uh, Guys are leaving to go to WCW on big contracts, so you've got like a you got a roster that that lost some heads, but still has a bunch of guys that are that are kind of at the top of their game uh, but just haven't had the push yet. So uh, we certainly have a lot to choose from. On the other side of that, uh, this is, you know, some say it might be a down year for, for New Japan, 96. But, uh, you know, the research that I've done, like their G1 that year was filled with, you know, Hall of Famers. Oh, yeah. You know, you got guys like... Uh, you still had, uh, Ricky Choshu was still there. Uh, you had the three Musketeers you've got, um, you know, the junior division was, was on fire and great, but I think a lot of that junior division was leaning on the, uh, the talent from WCW at the time. And that oh, is, yeah, 100%. And that's one of the rules that we've, that we've come up with for this, uh, for this build a super card, uh, challenge here. We can't use any of those guys that were, uh, spending time even if they were spending half their year in japan under wcw contracts as gaijin's uh, american wrestlers uh we're not using them so uh unfortunately if you got them written down tommy scott flash norton not available for this uh for this exercise my dream match of scott
1: norton versus Ahmed johnson has gone (laughs) down the tubes (laughs) you know what
0: like that's not for nothing
1: that's meat slapping meat. Just, get, yeah, just get, oh. get,
0: just get, <laughs> big sloppy guys like botching spots and. Oh yeah. And I don't want to shit on Scott Norton. I think Scott Norton had his merits, and certainly his best work was in New Japan. He's a former IWGP champion, um, but you uh,
1: can shit on Ahmed Johnson
0: all you want. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, and I will, um, but that's you know that that's the one thing is like when he came to the U.S. Um, he had a, they had a lot of high hopes. He was like, what was he? Yeah. Like co-main event of like one of the first nitros, with Mm -hmm. Savage, and he was going to work a program with Savage, and then, um, you know, I think they just they kind of realized oh shit, Lex Luger is coming into the company, so let's have Randy Savage and Lex Luger feud for literally four years straight. Yes, (laughs) and Scott. And I don't,
1: I I don't really think that they had at that time. I don't think that they had anyone in WCW that could work the 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 style that he worked in Japan. Mm -hmm. Really. Yeah. With him. So like it, he was he was always mismatched. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, then they and they also te- teamed him up with uh Ice Pick.
0: Where they were oh yeah, ice. they were firing ice and then he yeah. was uh then he was with Buff as uh, vicious and delicious for a bit. Yep. So yeah, I mean uh, you know, all apologies to Scott Flash Norton. Uh your US work is not your best. Um <laughs> but uh with that being said, uh let's tackle the task at hand. And uh, I am going to, I'm going to cede the time at the beginning of this for you to give me your, uh, start building your card.
1: Okay, so I want to preface all of this by saying that 90, like 96 WWF that was my heyday. That's Mm -hmm. when I was like, I was just, I was like seven. So like, that's when I'm really starting to understand everything kind of at the same time. Sure. At the same time, like New Japan. Was not even attainable <laughs> in any respect as a seven-year-old kid. Uh, you didn't take it in
0: tape trade. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, I wasn't allowed on the internet yet. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like I've never really gone back and checked out that era mm-hmm. uh, of New Japan all that much. So, like this was a bit, you know, hazy for me. Okay. And as you kind of said early. The 1996 uh, New Japan roster may have been in a downtime, but at the same time, WBF, I would say since maybe 93, this was the worst roster that yeah. they had to work with. Yeah. Because you just lost Hall, Nash, Waltman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brett's on hiatus filming uh, Lonesome Dove. Yeah, so Yeah, yeah. You... You know, those are four of your heavy hitters. Yeah,
0: yeah, out Void, the door. yeah, yeah. Four voids that that are kind of yeah. It's tough to to maneuver in and out. Like if if we had said like, hey, take the WrestleMania roster and yes. do this all with the WrestleMania roster, it might it might look a little bit different. But that's why again, my brain goes in a in a certain way where it's like, well, if they had a Forbidden Door pay per view, it would be in June. It wouldn't be in April. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be that time. Exactly. So. Um, that's really that. That's what I'm. What's, so, that's so, what I'm lining up, so to speak. So, so. we're
1: working with the summer of '96.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: And so, what I tried to do was, to the best of my knowledge, and uh, you know, with with the cards we're dealt, put together the best wrestling card that I could, yeah. as opposed to like like what essentially what AEW and New Japan do now where it's just like either dream matches I wouldn't say that maybe a few of these but just like the the most solid work rate card Mm -hmm. that I could think of with the the hand we were dealt
0: that's right Yeah. yeah
1: so for to kick things off I thought hot heavy you go Dick Togo versus Savio Vega
0: oh okay All right.
1: I was always a big fan of Dick Togo when he came into the WWF. Mm-hmm. Revisiting some of this stuff in New Japan, uh, big fan of his. And Savio Vega, I feel like was a slept-on guy. He Especially, could have really like, good matches. Back yeah. Those days, yeah. He, the The dude could could go, but again, like maybe it's a victim of like timing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he never really was able to showcase everything he had aside from like the feud that he had with Austin everything else is somewhat forgettable
0: and this would have been just after he had come just out of after that, that feud yes, with Austin exactly. so like he's having some of the best matches um i think he was a good tag team partner with Ram- Razor Ramon like i guess a year yeah. before yeah yeah oh yeah um, for sure and that gave him like a good shine and he had like a good introduction with that and yeah. i and i still think like you know given a guy that can you know he can wrestle lucha so he's got a little bit of like you know i think you can lean on him to do a little bit uh a a bunch with like an opening match and like and kind of kind of go with uh somebody like dick togo and dick togo at that time probably about two or three years in the business um he's probably i think when he came into the wwf uh two years later he was you know right around that like Two twenty mark, so he's a little bit like yeah. heavier, but I think at this time he was wrestling as a as a in the junior heavyweight uh, division.
1: Yeah, and and I'm going to I will I'll circle back to this in about two matches or so. Mm-hmm. I originally had him opening with someone different that I thought would be an even better match than what I just gave you, mm-hmm. but because uh, I I was doing some research, someone. That I thought was still, um, with well, they were technically with the company, but they, you know, were injured or phasing out. Um, oh, okay. I had to take them off the t- take them off the match that I had originally booked.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, all right. All right. So, Dick Togo and uh, and Savio is your opener. Very good.
1: All right, now two. Um, I kind of went the way of. Uh, this is kind of like what I feel like a forbidden door thing would be where like you take, uh, an established tag team from one promotion and then you take two formidable mid to top guys mm-hmm. and team them together against that team. Right. So for the second match, uh, I'm going with the IWGP tag team champions at the time. If this is taking place in June, mm-hmm. uh, Yamazaki and Izuka. Izuka. I, yeah. I am very bad at
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. pronouncing
1: these names, so I'm gonna preface that as well. Uh-huh. And they're gonna take on uh Hunter Hearst Helmsley and Gold Dust.
0: Wow, okay. All right.
1: So again, this is more just along the lines of um you wanna have a good match. And not only that, I wanted to try and keep it keep some continuity when it comes to like the wwf side Mm -hmm. of things uh where you're not just going to team like a heel and a baby face oh yeah take two heels and now you're going to team them up against uh the iwgp tag champs and i think that that's like because again with this you're going to have to play the the politics card of you know who goes over and Mm -hmm. all that stuff Yep. yep so i feel like when you um if you have the the tag champs in new japan going up against two heels that's an easy way to you know have the champs come out victorious
0: and is Goldust dust is your intercontinental champion at this time in wwf right
1: uh yes okay yes i believe he's and still the, the ic champ
0: hunter so, and and again i think kind of reading the tea leaves of what you're saying is you're gonna you know we're, we've got to put the the uh, the, the IWGP, the uh, uh, yeah. Yamazaki and uh, Azuka and have to go over because also like you're, I think WWF was still punishing Hunter at this time. Oh, 100%. And, uh, and after the curtain jerk and, and all that other stuff. So he could have been like, if, you know, if, if everything turned out differently, he's wrestling again. He's wrestling for the King of the Ring that same time. He's period. winning the King he's of the Ring. He's winning the King of the Ring, right. I, I think. But uh, in yeah the in, in, though. in the yeah in the uh, in the grand scheme of things, like having him teaming with Goldust again, they're they're a formidable like mid to upper card tag team of yeah. heels, yeah. and their characters going like, up up against like your your fighting IWGP champion, so very good.
1: All right, now number three, this one I had I had to reach I had to change this one because uh, initially I had uh, the one two three kid in. Mm-hmm. Um, on the WWF side of things, uh, but um, apparently his last match with the company was in May. Of that's right,
0: 1996. And and I think I he, f- he. I think he fucked his neck up.
1: He yeah, he went out with an injury, and then mm. uh, once his contract uh, expired, he left. He had to and went to WCW in like Septemberish, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so three. This is simply. This is not going to make all that much sense in terms of where one guy stands on with one promotion and the other stands with the other. But this is strictly just like, I think that this match would bang yeah. and it's Jushin and thunder Liger versus skip AKA Chris Candido.
0: Okay. Yeah. That, uh, we'll get to it when we get to mine. Um, that was on one of my drafts. Okay. Cause I'm like, yeah. I think they ended up working. I think, candido went over to new japan and he was part of the the junior division i think in like 2003 and 2004 oh okay and i think he ended up like working either in a tag team or against liger for a little while um you know they did a tour he did a tour over there and um got in good with the with the office and and actually ended up like having this match eventually okay. but up until this point like and you and you're thinking to yourself like all right well um and this is like peak both guys. Like, yeah, Liger had done his his stints early in the decade in WCW, where he's wrestling guys like Brad Armstrong and Pillman, and yeah. Um, and then he, he did come back like the next year in WCW, and uh, I think he had Eddie Guerrero and and Malenko, oh, and, yeah, yeah. and certainly like so he's the cream of the crop of your of your juniors. Um, and in a perfect world, yeah, Candido would have been like the guy to put up against them and just, like, just tear the house down and, and bring the people bring the people up, you know, for, 100%. for a matchup like and, that.
1: And then you, again, being that he's Skip of the Body is you have a very easy, this guy beats this Here's guy. Here's the honors, yeah. You know, there's, there's really no uh, debate going on mm-hmm. there. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, like, this is, I would say, because this is really, like, before he got into... All the drugs and stuff. Yep, yep. Shortly before he goes to ECW, which I think is like my favorite era of it's P Candido. You know, Candido. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the two of them, I feel like would just
0: tear it up. Oh, they'd have a great, yeah, they'd have a great match, and and it would, yeah, it's certainly like it fits. So it's not like you're saying like Liger against like you know, you know, a top guy for WWF, and then you, again, like you said, you have to worry about the political ramifications of it, or. Well, this guy's like got twenty pounds on Liger, and like, how's yeah. that going to look, or how's that going to like play out? You know, it's it, it's right down Broadway with these two, so.
1: Hundred percent, and that's again where like that's why I, I immediately thought of Waltman, like one, two, three, kid, and Liger, and Liger, because yeah. really at that time, WWF's what you would call like a light heavyweight division or junior heavyweight division was like almost. None. It was prelim guys more than anything. It's all like, yeah, it's all like job guys.
0: Yeah, yeah. They had no focus on it. But when you think about it, like, if they had concentrated on it, they could have, you know, they could have put it together. They could have said, like, all these guys are under 225 pounds, and you would have had Al Snow and Candido, Janetti, you know, a couple other. uh, I think they. was Hakushi still there or the Hashikakushi? No, so uh, he Hakushi had just had left. He yeah, had
1: just left. Okay. And I was actually I was looking to put him on this card. And yeah, he, I was gonna say he like was I, with, I, he was with Michinoku Pro at the time, mm-hmm. which is okay. uh, the only reason that I omitted him.
0: <laughs> well when we do the Michinoku Pro versus uh WCW oh, yeah. nineteen. Of course. <laughs> when we do our Michinoku Pro versus Chikara two thousand one. That could fit All in right. there. So, uh, yeah, keep going along.
1: All right, number four. So I got eight matches on this card. So All right, good. Now we're hitting the midpoint, mm-hmm. and I want to see some crazy shit. Okay. And so we're going to have the IWGP junior heavyweight champion, the great Sasuke. Oh, and yeah. He is going oh, wow. to be taking on mankind because <laughs> I just want to see fucking chaos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. And if you see, that's seen, fascinating. Yeah.
1: At the time, Sasuke was more of a, you know, a, a junior heavyweight. Obviously, he's a junior heavyweight champion. But in his later years, you saw him get into the deathmatch oh, realm. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. do some yeah. hardcore stuff. And so, thinking about that, putting him against Mick Foley and the crazy shit the two of them would come up with i think is just astronomically insane
0: and i think like you could also do comedy stuff between the two of them like sasuke again maybe at this time it wasn't like part of his repertoire but eventually like with the death match stuff and with some of the more like um sort of garbage wrestling that that he participated in like he did get a little more gaga and he was doing the what's he got he had a spot with like a garbage can and Yes. Yeah, he always puts the garbage can on and and, and does a battering ram yeah. thing like so like yeah, maybe even you you say like, you know, <laughs> here's a, you know, here's a time machine I'm, and give me a Sasuke, a little bit of like 2004 Sasuke and a little yeah. bit of 1995 96 Sasuke. And yeah, you certainly have a uh, that 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 would be a lot of fun. And again, like Cactus Jack. It, he's Cactus Jack. He knows how to wrestle. Oh yeah. With a bunch of guys in Japan and and different ways, and to I get see this show happening.
1: I see this show happening in Japan. I agree with you. Yeah. So with with the the hat, so that was like just the year before where Foley won the King of the Death mm-hmm. matches for IWA. Yeah. Like Yeah. I feel like that would be just bananas.
0: But you got to have him as Mankind, right?
1: Oh yeah. Well, you have yeah. to have them as mankind. Yeah. But at the same time, I think you know everyone can put two and two together. That's
0: right. Yeah. Oh, they're <laughs> yeah. They're gonna they're gonna know what's going on and uh, chant for him no matter what. So that's the yeah. I I didn't I didn't even think about that. You got a lot of guys um, on the New Japan side that I sort of cast away, and I sort of like all right. I see them on the cards, yeah. But I'm like. Yeah, I got I got power players that are that are in here. So I see. I was surprised we were going to have some some overlap, but I think we're, we might have some very different cards. So so that's
1: that's what it is. Is like I was not as familiar probably as you are with the '96 New Japan. Um. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm taking the guys that I probably saw in WCW or in later years saw come over to the WWF or yeah. like yeah. are still working in Japan or whatever. So yeah. that's yeah. kind of who I went with. Great. All right. Next match, this is – uh, I think this is going to be a, a barn burner. Mm-hmm. Uh, s- s- We're going to go with Shinjiro Otani. Okay. And he's going to be taking on the newly crowned King of the Rings, Don't Cold mm-hmm. Steve Austin.
0: Okay. All
1: right. Now, this one is a hard one when it comes to, you know – some of these matches I didn't really think about what we're going to do in terms of like finishes or mm-hmm. who's going to go over or whatever. But more so just I would have loved to see that in Yeah. Yeah. like peak performance era of these two guys. Yeah. And this is Austin on the come up, Otani, I mean
0: there's not much to say. I think he was doing more like and this was like Otani was Otani was their guy in ninety four, ninety five, if uh, memory serves me but otani like he changed up his style a little bit more and i think that's that that kind of makes sense when i think about it yeah. of him versus austin like he got a little bit more ground-based mm-hmm. um and did a lot he was developing a lot more submission uh wrestling so and i think that might have had to do with an injury and and uh Somebody, somebody who's listening to this, who really knows, like, who can get in the weeds about it, exactly, would yeah. certainly be able to say, like, oh yeah, he dislocated his his kneecap in this match and blah blah blah. So I think he, like he certainly adapted a style and and kind of wrestled a little, a little bit more heavyweight to overcompensate yes. for it without putting yeah. on the weight. Uh, and again, like he's still, what was he? Um, did he just retire or? Yeah, I mean, he he was.
1: I saw him. Uh, At one of the spring break shows, like a few, like
0: two or three years. Okay, yeah, yeah. engaged. I yeah, I know he came over, and again, he's another guy that that's sort of like um, had a little bit of like a like a United States mini tour and rebirth, Mm -hmm. and and uh, and, but at this time, like he's still for especially for the junior side of things, like he's still one of their go to guys and one of their aces on the junior side. So, Uh, and again, Austin can't say enough about this is the breakout. Uh, period for yeah. Steve Austin. Um, so I think like that's a great matchup. And I think that certainly um, there's no conflict. Although on paper, like you might say, well, wait a second. But when you think about it in the, in the context, I think it works out real well. So, and so like, and this is,
1: so yeah, this is awesome breaking out, but this is also pre-injury mm-hmm. like yep. pre-neck injury. So when he came in like shortly before this time, was when he was still the ringmaster, which his whole gimmick was
0: like he's a mat based technician. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like the two of them going at it. I but think- I think he had also like uh, I think his injury happened in Japan when uh, WCW and, and New Japan were were touring in ninety early ninety five.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, like prior to the Owen Hart incident. Oh yeah, that of I, I, like yeah, exactly
0: yeah. that neck. Yeah, the neck injury is is a totally different story. But like when he had his um, hey, was it his knee? I don't think it was his knee. I think it was his bicep. Oh, okay, he had a bicep bad bicep injury. But I think a back and a knee, and you know, again, he certainly got bumped and bruised around. But oh, he yeah. had worked with a lot of the um the mid card guys, uh, in New Japan. Mm-hmm. on a couple of those tours and certainly has experience with working in in more of that what they call their mid card style, which is, you know, maybe a little bit uh longer and more of a submission based match at this time. So Yep. That's a that's a good match. I never again, like I said, wouldn't even on paper I'm like wouldn't even think about that. So you're uh you're beating me to the punch on that one. All right. What do you got and
1: next? So next we're going uh a sixth man. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go with uh, shortly after. I guess this would take place. The new IWGP champ, uh, Tag Team Champions, uh, Chono and Tenzan. Mm-hmm. They're gonna team up with Yuji Nagata. Okay. And they're gonna take on. And this is where I tried to keep the continuity. The uh, Jim Cornette led stable of Vader, Owen Hart, and the British Bulldog. <laughs> the British
0: Bulldog. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Camp Cornette. Um, glad they made the trip. Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> and I mean v- Vader's an established Japanese guy. Bulldogs an established Japanese yeah. guy. Yep. Uh, Owen, Owen. They all been there. did their tours. Yep. yep. And they're going against uh, what's you know some of the top guys in uh, New Japan. And at this the time. was
0: yeah, this was right when uh, Chono. Chono's the king of the the G One. Yep. was he was Mister G One. So he was on his way to winning another G1. I think he had just turned heel and it just like mm-hmm. uh, got together with Tenzon. And again, I think Tenzon still works now. Um he oh, still so, he still pops up on, <laughs> you know, those like those battle royals or like he'll be yeah. in like a multi-man match on a a Wrestle Kingdom um but like to think about like mid-90s Tenzon Uh, he, it it was always really more of a tag team guy or a faction guy than anything, but for like a pure heel, him and Chono probably were two, were the two of the best, like pure heels that they had in the history of that company. Uh, and when they got together and they eventually won the IWGP tag team titles, like it kind of, it kind of mirrored what they were doing in all Japan at the time where it was like, our main event guys just aren't wrestling for singles belts or, or in singles tournaments. They are our two of our top guys are are in, you know, this tag team division and they're they're defending belts and they're winning World Tag League and all that other stuff. So yeah. uh, to put them with and even with Eugene Nagata being a young boy, uh, more or less a young boy uh, around this time just before he went on excursion to uh, to WCW, uh, that certainly gives an interesting thing and that actually like you know uh, kind of opens my mind to. If this had been like, let's crystal ball this, let's say this was like the makings of a working agreement, like they had with WCW, and they changed their working agreement to, you know, becoming more of a WWF territory to send your guys to. I mean, how cool would it be to see like Yuji Nagata managed by Cornette or managed by like, oh yeah, uh, you know, DiBiase or something like that, like to get that seasoning. I think that in that perfect world, it's a lot better than him being Sonny Ono's boy. You know, and being yeah. opening matches on on Nitro and the occasional pay per view, um, so that's I think that certainly lines up. Yuji Nagata to be with with two top guys, and then wrestling three main event guys for yeah. for WWF. Vader is still like you know getting his feet wet, but I mean he had already by that time is a legend in Japan. Exactly, and and that's had- like the reason that I put this later
1: in the card is because like Vader was.
0: He was the guy. He's going to get a huge, like, the, like the, yeah, um, huge reaction like, when he gets there. Absolutely, yeah. and he better bring that big helmet that he used to carry around. Oh that God. blew the smoke. That was that <laughs> was the know most why awesome he ever thing. stopped using that? <laughs> it was <laughs> the most awesome thing. Well, because I think it weighed like I think he said like uh, in a shoot interview that it, that it weighed like close to hundred pounds. So, like, right. if you're lugging price. that up the, the, the <laughs> rampway, and then you got to work twenty minutes or a half Imagine hour having to check that. I yeah, no, no, <laughs> no put that put that back on the truck <laughs> send it fedex it back over to uh to to the new Japan office and tell them to put it in bubble wrap. I'll come back and get it later <laughs> all right, so the, yeah, you got your six man tag and uh did you book this one as far as like who goes over in it or is it more
1: yeah again, like this is another one where it's like I don't know how you call it um. Yeah. You would probably just do a schmoz.
0: Or, you know, Davey doesn't have a problem taking a pinfall in that, or Owen doesn't, probably doesn't have a yeah, problem. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because you think, I think, I, when you're thinking about like their guys, like, and this is the first one that you've touched, the first match I, I think that you've touched on that had one of the three musketeers in it. So uh, Chono's, Chono's already made man for their company. He's one of their aces. So I think you have to have Chono go over yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Unless in some you way, have, shape, or form. Again,
1: unless, like you said, Nagata was young in his career, unless you have him take the pin. He could
0: take the pin. You're right. Yeah, and then the other two guys could get pissed off at him, right? And,
1: yeah. All right. So, and, and then, uh, you know, in saying that, that kind of leads to my last two, which I don't know. I didn't think about who's going to win or not <laughs> okay. because I was just trying to piece together uh, the best show mm-hmm. possible. Okay. I think you kind of, you may have to have two schmazzes. All right. But, all right. Uh so uh Co Main uh we're going to go Hashimoto versus The Undertaker. Ooh, okay. All right. Yeah. That's I mean, he, I, Hashimoto's the IWGP Champion at the time. That's hard. And, that's and, hard and, hitting. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's like you know, in in looking at this, I I didn't I had thought about possibly doing Chono versus The Undertaker. But at the time, Chono was doing mainly tag stuff, mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. So that's where I defer to Hashimoto, although he's the IWGP champion, and the Undertaker doesn't. You're not going to have him take the pin, so I no. think that this is.
0: But this you could yeah, you could
1: certainly do like a count out or a double DQ a, a or- count out DQ. I mean at this time he's still with Paul Bearer so there could be some sort of interference mm-hmm. if you want to uh, you know or being, have a
0: couple other guys come down you know a yeah. mankind interfere and yeah. cost on the match or you know
1: Yeah 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 I didn't even really
0: Cuz yeah about I mean that, I that's but the but other yeah. thing is like I think we are, we romanticized uh, New Japan as like this like you know they don't have any like bullshit finishes mm-hmm. but they certainly had their fair share of bullshit finishes um, to protect guys that were coming over, especially guys that, like, The Undertaker would be, like, a, a... I would imagine, like, you could probably, like, convince him to be, like, all right, you gotta be a little bit more heelish when you're here. Yeah. So, you know, watch Hanson and Brody and how they go through crowds and do that. Like, just sort of, like, push people by the face as you're, like, going to the ring with, with the music and the crowd would probably be fucking bonkers for yeah. somebody like The Undertaker. Um, But still, like, then you've got your... Your other side of it, where Hashimoto is a suplex machine, and is going to throw, like basically, he's, he's going to put the the taker to the limit, like when it comes to like physically throwing him around.
1: Exactly, which we hadn't at that point seen all that often. Well, he's
0: getting ready to have that that big yeah. feud with with Mick, yeah. so it's it's basically like, or he's right in the in the in the ramp up to it, or the beginning stages exactly. of it. So yeah, it's like be
1: right right at the beginning.
0: Right. So if you're if you're saying to yourself, well. What's going to get him ready for a boiler room match in SummerSlam? Shinji Hashimoto throwing you around for for forty five minutes is, is yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a baptism by fire, my man. So uh-huh. um, so that's that's an interesting one. Like like I said, I didn't really see it from that point of view, um, and uh, I certainly, you know, I again when when you think about it and you you sort of like. Try and think of ways that that could be really cool and really awesome. I think there's, I think there's definitely uh, some cachet in that. I think there's, uh, you know, it gets, it gets Hashimoto probably gets Hashimoto, moreover, oh, on a 100%. worldwide stage yeah. to have that match than even being the IWGP champion, so to speak. Because that's the time, a guy so. that never really came over here. He never did. No, I think. And you put him with Taker. Yeah.
1: And if they can put on a, a like a, a, a banger. And it's now that brings, that it, opens up a whole new world for that guy.
0: And then it's like Taker never went over there. I yeah, maybe maybe he might have been there. I think in the, he just had that, the,
1: one, that, one, that one, that one match with, uh, Jinsei Shinzaki.
0: Oh, that was in Japan. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay.
1: I think that's the only that's the only one that aside from like on WWF shows like mm-hmm. that's yeah. the only one that I could recall. Okay. On uh a, like a, a Japanese promotion. Hmm
0: well fascinating then
1: that's a good all right niche. and so i think you know where i'm going we're, with the main event we're at the main the, event now <laughs> yeah being that uh Bret hart's on the on the f- that's another reason why i put hashimoto with uh undertaker is brett hart's uh-huh. not around all
0: right okay
1: and so the main event the wbf world heavyweight champion Shawn michaels taking on the great muda
0: now is he the great muda in this match or is he KG?
1: See, I, I've I've been debating that all day. If I'm gonna be honest with <laughs> you. <laughs> and I think just for to pop myself, I'm gonna go to great mood. You're
0: gonna go with the great mood. And it's a, just it, Yeah. Yeah. Because it's he could do anything.
1: Like, I think that's the most iconic thing.
0: Yeah. Like, to see those two in the ring together would be Yeah, it's it's special. It has to be special. Um Muda would be up for the challenge. Muda would be up to doing the job too. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna go on record and say like, mood is gracious when it comes to like your champ comes to my, yeah. and again, well maybe they do a, you know maybe they do a split finish, because he did have that match uh, a few years before with Hogan, which is arguably Hogan's best match, um oh, yeah. which was really fifty fifty, and I think it ended up being like an outside interference thing or like somebody came or down. Even going- and-
1: go to the limit. Go yeah, go, go to a 60
0: minute draw. Go 60 minute draw, but um but yeah, you've got Muda before he got hurt. Yes. And Sean before he really got hurt like the next year. I mean year. this was yeah.
1: this was peak. Yeah. Michael's.
0: Both guys are I both mean, guys are 100% every ready. Time out. Yeah. And they're in, you know, everybody's you know, uh like top 20 if anybody watched wrestling from that time or is a historian they probably have Muda and Shawn Michaels in their top twenty guys of all time, mm-hmm. and it's two guys that never touched before yep. or after. So yeah, it certainly would be like that's that's a dream book for sure. All right, so yep. excellent. So, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tackle mine. None of our matches are gonna ma- are gonna be the same. And I love that. That's I uh, love that. That's the perfect part about this is that. You know, when it all boils down to it, like I figured out different ways to to book and and uh, and go through this. My my match card is 10, uh, 10 matches deep. Okay. Okay. I'm starting off with my uh, my kind of flyer cruiserweight match, Juice and Thunderlager versus Wildman Mark Merrow. Ooh. And the reason why I I'm, like it. Uh, the reason why I'm going with this, and, and again, like I, I looked at that roster. And I saw Pillman's name on there, and I was like, Brian wasn't medically cleared to wrestle, so cross that off. Yeah, Mero was their guy at the time that they were getting over, as he's athletic, he does the shooting star press, he does mm-hmm. uh, moon salts. So although he's taller and rangier than uh, than Liger, I still think like he fits the the criteria of a guy that can go out have you know a good. You know, 15 eight, eight to fifteen minute match with uh with Liger to start off, get the crowd really hot. Uh, Mero doesn't have to go over Liger. Definitely, you know, oh, yeah. gets the win. Uh, Mero can also work a little bit of heel if need be, because mm-hmm. um, we'd seen that you know before and after. Um, so I yeah, I'm, I'm definitely starting with a uh, with a Juicing Liger and Mark Mero match. Um, my second match feels more like what they would do in like if this was. Not a televised pay per view, but if this was like a house show match, yeah. Uh, my next one it's a six man tag, so okay. I've got uh, Ahmed Johnson. I'm flying Ahmed Johnson over there. Woo. Um, he'll uh, he'll really put the medics, how many knee pads is he putting on his <laughs> he'll, put the, he'll put the medics to uh, to, to it'll put him through the paces. So okay. I've got my six man tag team matches. Ahmed Johnson, uh, Kojima, who is relatively new and young to the business. Okay. And uh, Tatsumi Fujinami, who had still been kicking around, and and this was, I yes. think, one of his last years or a couple years under New Japan. So that's my babyface six-man tag team against uh, Hiroshi Tenzan, Goldust, and Mankind. Okay. So
1: okay, uh, so you're mixing it up. See, I strictly kind of went. One One versus, versus, yeah, and I thought about doing that too.
0: My original card match was was one side versus another side, but I said, you know what, it almost makes sense to like mix these guys together and at least for like one match have like you know, here's Mm -hmm. a group of our bad guys against here's a group of your good guys, and uh, and it's still, you know, that's the type of thing where the WWF loved Ahmed Johnson. And oh, yeah. we're still trying to, like, smash him over. And you've got the legend, Fujinami. You've got Ahmed Johnson. And you got Kojima, who's their young guy. Uh, I think they would go over Goldust, uh, Mankind, and Tenzan. And again, yeah. you, Goldust takes the pin or whatever in that one. Um, which brings me to my third match. And this is pretty high on the card for it because I did not do the research and figure out who was the IWGP champion. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not, really, I'm not really thinking about belts. Yes. Uh, but I've got Austin versus uh, Shinja Hashimoto okay yeah I mean and I the reason why I picked that is I again I looked at Austin and who he had kind of wrestled with before and he'd done stuff with um, done stuff with chono done matches with muda in the US um, and I think even with like uh, like Ricky Choshu and, and a few other guys uh, Hashimoto's a guy that he never touched so You know, give you give you the dream match of an an up and coming Austin versus uh, at his peak or just about at his peak Hashimoto. Um, And again, let these guys sort of throw each other around. Austin doesn't have a bad neck. Uh, So instead of like the the idea of uh, Otani versus Austin, which could definitely be like a ground and submission. Mm -hmm. Now I've got Austin getting suplexed and dumped on his head and he has to return the favor and, you know, try to outpower Hashimoto. I uh, don't know how that would come out. You know, you probably have to let Hashimoto go over because uh, you know Steve could take a he could take a loss there. So, um, but at the same time, he's on his come up, and yeah. so this puts
1: oh this him in a prominent light. Hey, exactly the champion.
0: I've got you know I've got a cha- I've got a, a a shot at your title in you know the early part of this show, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make the most of it.
1: Oh yeah, especially if you're gonna be like you could put titles on if you could put titles on like yeah. hell yeah that <laughs> now you have Austin coming off I'm if, the king if of the ring say, and I'm coming over yeah, here to, exactly. to be the king
0: of Japan and you know and it's not it doesn't doesn't necessarily hurt your top two or three guys if Austin gets that position in the card yeah. you know he's wrestling their champ in in the third match so um, yeah
1: because he's not gonna get a shot at the the W F title for for.
0: Another a year, year, two years, year and a half, yeah, almost, yeah. So there's that. Um, my next like one, that one, my next one. Uh, so you weren't flying Psycho Sid over? I debated it, <laughs> and the only <laughs> okay. I debated it,
1: but it just um, surprises me. Like he's, I, uh, I, I did kind of think it's softball season is <laughs> Sid gonna take that many days so, to fly to Japan. It's a great point.
0: He <laughs> wants to be a little bit closer to Arkansas so he can uh you know uh, play center field. But I fl- I'm flying him over and I'm putting right. uh I'm putting Psycho Sid versus Ricky Choshu. And okay. now so at this time you got Ricky Choshu again a legend in Japan and a guy who's had like who's been through the wars and held all their titles but this is like a not quite the end of his career, but he's starting to wind it down. Um, and I think like an attraction match with him versus Psycho Sid, again, that could probably be like 90% on the outside where they're like heaving each other over tables and yeah. suplexing and a little bit more like, you know, uh, just with the, the kind of walk and brawl around the place. And, you know, maybe that ends up in a double disqualification either, but it, it gives me something to do with, you know, puts a legend in there, um, yeah, you know, in a singles match rather than being kind of stuck on the uh you know on the first or second like the match on man the card. or something yeah, yeah exactly um and again, it makes sense to to just you have Sid and sid uh, you, the Japanese fans would probably be crazy for Sid, oh, yeah. showing Did up in an sid arena ever go over there? nope, yeah. I don't think Sid went over there until maybe maybe the 2000s. And oh, even and then, it's like probably well like a, a, a yeah, well past his expiration date. Yeah. Um, but yeah, never I never really prominent, never that I never that I remember reading about. That's like, kind of
1: crazy. Like I feel like he is like tailor made for that. He is in the early to mid nineties. Like, he is that and he is isn't.
0: That that's the thing is like Spivey was good in Japan. Obviously Johnny Ace, and you're thinking about guys that are that are that big, but they're a little bit more athletic. Than Sid was true,
1: but I mean they brought guys like Nails over there. Oh yeah,
0: well <laughs> that's a good that's a good point. <laughs> Is he heading to WrestleCon? Did I read that he's the first oh, guy? Yeah. He, he's yeah. the first guy signed for WrestleCon. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a must a must for make. next year. Yes, everybody just show up in your uh, your prison guard outfits <laughs> or dress like Vince McMahon and have him punch you. <laughs> um, all right, so let's move on to uh to kind of the middle of my card here uh i'm very surprised that you didn't have this guy because he you know a big international uh an international favorite guy who worked a lot of the wcw uh talent when they did their split cards former united states heavyweight champion Kensuke sasaki versus big van vader okay and i think this is in my point of view, it's just here's two big guys that are, um, I think both were being built back up as the contenders for the titles around this time. So Sasaki had just, he had done the, you know, his excursion to the to the United States and and wrestled with the WCW guys. Um, he was still teaming up with the Road Warriors whenever they were like showing up in Japan. Um, so you've got the and he could even being the Power Warrior outfit. as he's going up against vader and that's again it's two guys that probably had a little bit of history um but certainly like gives you like a big you know here's your big attraction match with like two guys that are just throwing bombs and you know two masters of the power bomb so to speak um so that would that would probably be a pretty uh a pretty physical affair and uh and again like I, i feel like i'm a broken record, we might have to end this one outside of the ring and <laughs> do a little bit of a double count out, but, uh, but I think the fans would get a big kick out of these two uh, throwing chops and haymakers at each other.
1: Oh, 100%. And the only reason, and like, to go back to it, the only reason that I, I did not include him on my card is because <laughs> of the way that I structured the rest of it. I didn't feel like there was a, a guy on the WWF side of things mm. that's going to be able to because like the the only two guys that I could think of that I left off would be like Ahmed Johnson or Sid that could mm-hmm. like you know go back and forth with him, yeah. and I just feel like th- it would suck because both those guys think yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> no benefit to the doubt for uh, Ahmed Johnson getting something out of uh,
1: actually you know I'll take that back Sid doesn't stink but I don't think that th- their styles would not
0: go together and at all. Suzuki's a little bit shorter, a little bit stouter. So yeah. that's that's where I would run into the okay like yeah he could wrestle and I I looked at I think one of my drafts had him against Taker and I was like yeah, okay, that's, yeah. that's just a little bit too much of a contrast so mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would really buy it yeah. so scrap it let it be let it be Vader and and let those guys have at it uh I'm going to have a little bit of a cool down match right now uh a little, right. my mid card and uh Let's get some popcorn or and, whatever Well, popcorn or at least like you know if if that if that other one just slaps as hard as I think it does, you need something to sort of like uh to to ease off. So I got Yuji Nagata against Chris Candido. Oh.
1: Ooh, okay. No, that you're not. I'm not getting popcorn for that one. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, again, you get Nagata, young boy, uh, can can kind of throw around, and Candido again just will be ready, willing, and able to to you know do everything he can to get over in Japan. And, and I think that's just, it goes without saying that that's reads like an excellent, like uh, counter program into whatever WCW cruiserweight match. They could throw in your face anyway. 100%. So, so I'm definitely going for those guys. Um, my next one, I'm going back to tag teams here and uh, I've got Owen Hart and the British Bulldog okay. versus uh, Otani and Koji Kenamoto. Okay, So I've got, again, when you're when you're thinking of, like, they were a team a bunch of times, uh, you know, for tournaments. And I think they were the junior tag team champions uh, for a while there. Uh, so, again, you got just two guys that match up style to style with each other. Um, you give this one about, like, 20, 25 minutes. Uh, I think, by the way, I think my card is going to go about four hours, uh, <laughs> which is par I, for the course. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, exactly. that's a Japan. That's a Japan <laughs> card. Uh, we rented the Tokyo Dome for all night, so we're going <laughs> to we're gonna go crazy. Um, but, yeah, Owen and Davey against Otani and Kenimoto is, you know, you've got sort of it's, – it's kind of a dream tag team match for – and especially in 1996 when you're thinking about, like, uh, by the end of 96, Davey and Owen are wrestling against uh, Doug Furness and Phil Lafon when they came yeah. over. And, and they're
1: tag team champs, I think. Yeah, and,
0: and yeah. absolute, like – you know they can go fast they can slow it down they can you can have, get everybody gripped with it um, and really get you really get you prepared for the for the triple main event that I'm going to run
1: okay okay and 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 to just make a point that is a match that would cuz listen Davey Boy Smith was great yeah but yeah. he could take the day off when you put him in the <laughs> ring with guys like that
0: He's going to yeah he's gonna he's going to have a second a second, a second gear. Definitely. 100%. Definitely. And that's That's going to be a banger. Yeah, and and again like when it comes to, you know, I think some of Owen's best work is in Japan or against guys that are smaller and guys that can, you know, work a little bit of high fly do a little bit of submission just like him and um yeah, I'm looking at right now I'm like I'm imagining that with like dueling uh sharpshooters from both teams. Ooh, there we go. So, uh, but again, we're getting ready for the triple main event. Okay. And the first leg of my triple main event, I've got the undertaker taking on the great Muda.
1: Oh, and I've
0: got the, and he, he is the great Muda in all of his or regal. 100%. And this sense. is my spooky man. <laughs> this is, this is my, everything is, uh, Muda going to get a, a, a great match out of undertaker much in the way that he got the match out of Hogan a couple of years before. So that's what I'm thinking is like, you're going to get the best version of the undertaker, the one with his, you know, with his flying shoes on and he's going to be up for, for wrestling Muda. Um, It's a good opponent. It's guys that never touched. Yes. And they were in WCW at the same time in Mm -hmm. 89 and yeah, late 89, early 91. They never, they never had a match. They never came across each other. And that's exactly what I'm looking for. Actually, in my triple main event, I think I might have hit all three matches where, where guys didn't touch. And Okay. And I I think, like I said, it's you got iconic characters. Vince would go crazy for a match like this. Vince would say, if it's that good in New Japan, it's got to be this we're good Bur- in yeah. Madison Square Garden. And they will say, let's sign on the dotted line and let's make this agreement and let this be part of our, you know. Our next series of like really big shows and and really let the Undertaker have a Undertaker at shitty opponents around this time too. Yes, right. And that that's what I was gonna say is yeah. like
1: <laughs> this is the polar opposite to the dog shit that they were booking him in. Yeah, of yeah. just big guys. Like it was always mm-hmm. like a a guy bigger than him to try and yeah. defeat. Overpower and Foley was the first one that was a smaller guy, mm-hmm. but some sort of like uh, character to him that meshed with The Undertaker in terms of like psychologically It was psychologically, it was a
0: guy who was willing to take a beating and come back from the beating that made Mick special um, with Taker and I think like that's dare I say like that's kind of what got Muda over as himself rather than the great Muda in Japan Is like a guy that could take that beating and still like Win a match, or like, were mm-hmm. fighting spirit, and and kind of guide himself through. So there, there's the first leg. The second leg. All right.
1: I'm surprised that that wasn't the right ma- before the main event, the main, well, or maybe the main event. And I'm very curious. as So where you go right now?
0: So uh, this is a, this is a legends match, and I know that you had said that you didn't you didn't think Brett was going to be around.
1: Well, I just know that he was.
0: He took time off. He was on hiatus from 96. Right. Yeah. Right. So he's not on hiatus anymore. We're, okay. We're, we're he's <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch. If I'm putting, if I'm putting Ahmed Johnson on a plane and I'm putting Sid Vicious on a plane, I am fucking putting Bret Hart on a plane to Japan and Brett's going to wrestle Antonio Inoki. What the fuck? <laughs> and it, this is, this is Twilight Inoki, Right. Anoki yeah. had wrestled. Uh, he he was still somewhat active this year, and Anoki had wrestled uh, Flair a yeah. bunch in '95 okay. and early '96. Yeah. Uh, so Anoki's still there. Anoki, listen, uh, and there's no retirement in Anoki. And Anoki would say, "I never wrestle Bret Hart at a at the level that Bret Hart is right now, as their one of their most important and their former heavyweight champ." I want to have a chance to have that match with Bret Hart. They both show up for this. They get yeah. bouquets of flowers beforehand. They get uh, everybody has like a bunch of seconds. You know, all the young boys from from the New Japan locker room, and you know, a bunch of the WWF undercard guys are are in Bret's corner. Uh, and you have, you know, uh, it's probably not going to be great. But it's yeah. gonna it's gonna be
1: oh, but that, that's an attraction that match. To see.
0: yeah, exactly. It's now, an attraction match.
1: Now, being that you're the host of the show, mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you get a pass on this because I <laughs> took it very literally <laughs> as the rosters for the summer of 1996. That's and true. Of guys wrestled in the summer of '96, but because it's such a good pairing, I will let it fly. Yeah, thank you. And thank you're the you. host, so that's, I gotta, yeah. I mean, I got uh, to take a back seat.
0: Yeah, right. And I let you go first, though. So. Uh, if I, if, see, if I had Touché. gone, if I had gone first, <laughs> you would have said, oh shit, I got to figure out right a way to get, flag Brett. Flag I, would, I would, I would, I would have I, bringing
1: that back 15 yards or
0: you'd be like, put this on pause. I got to figure out a way to get Brett to Japan and, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, sorry, Chris Candido. I think you're staying. I think I got Brett and Liger in my open. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, main event time, uh, the heartbreak kid. I don't know where this is going. Defending the heavyweight title against Masahiro Chono. Okay. Masahiro, right. Masahiro Chono uh, is, he's their top heel. Yes. Right? He's, again, like I said, he's Mr. G1. He's getting himself to a point at this time that he is the perennial contender. Uh, he had that, f- he started basically like started faction wars in Japan that they still do today. Um, by creating the faction with Tenzan and and uh, I think Masa Saito. so uh, he is the formidable opponent for your babyface heavyweight champion. And there was a lot of matches there in the beginning of the card that New Japan's guys are going over. You got their legends yeah. going over. You got their you know some of their mid card guys are going to get you know a good chance to to show their best stuff. But you know, and this is and I again, don't
1: think Brett would take Umbridge. With losing to...
0: well, because he's gonna, uh, because well, I don't know, I I have Brett going over anoki oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do, Ooh. I I certainly do because okay, you know, because you have to you have to kowtow to Brett, and Anoki's the 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 figurehead for the company, so really it's okay. it's an it's an yeah, okay. call on that he he took he took pinfall losses and submission losses he, to Flair. Uh, to a bunch of other guys that, that came over okay. from from other companies. Yeah. So he's gracious in that That's way. Um, and I just think like, you know, if you've got Shawn Michaels coming over as the as kind of the newly minted top guy, you want him against their their established like number one heel who can also go who's also before he got like started to really get beat up by injuries too. Like you got mm-hmm. Chono at, at Chono's beak. Um and he's a big, nasty, uh, physical guy. He's got the STF. He's got the Gotch pile driver. He's got Yakuza kicks. And Sean is gonna—he's gonna bounce around for all of that stuff. And he's gonna be—he's uh, gonna be—he's uh, gonna get the win. But uh, but that—that—that's my—that's my whole card. Um, did we th- did we think of any guys that uh, that deserve to come over from the United States that we might have left off?
1: I threw out my list, because I just made, like, a, a list on both sides. Oh, yeah. Uh, I threw
0: that out. I'm looking at a couple um, of my... So, originally, I actually had a match with the Smoking Guns. Yes, I believe they were the... They were the tag champs at the, the, the time. Guns. I was so, going to let them make the trip. Yeah, and then I just thought, Hmm. <laughs> mm. Uh, yeah. I don't know about that. Uh, I, um, I I thought at one point... Yeah, I had Bob Backlund written down against F- Fujinami. Uh, uh, uh
1: Technically... Uh, if you you go in June of 96 you could have had the warrior go over
0: yeah yeah that's before Um, he disappeared Jerry Lawler uh,
1: Jerry Lawler yeah Yeah. um
0: Jake but But none of those guys scream Japan no you know back especially at that yeah yeah, I think Backlund might have made sense and you might have gotten away with like hey back uh, Bob goes over and wrestles like one of their young guys and puts a young guy over or he wrestles one of their legends and you know they they hype that up as a legend versus legend, but also like Backlund was a goof at this time. He was like running for president and oh yeah, that was and you know <laughs> losing his mind from the chicken the chicken wing. Like so, maybe two years before that, like you would have had a better version of Backlund when he first that's turned kinda, heel. But
1: that's why I had such a hard time putting this together is because the roster at that time was so top heavy, mm-hmm. yeah. and the underneath was I mean. When I tried to put together a tag team match, I couldn't think of a single actual tag team yeah yeah to, to showcase because smoking guns or whatever I was like I was like, if you want to have like a banger, you could have the body Donnas go over there yeah exactly like, yeah. is that really uh a, a draw in any sense of the way I'd
0: rather use davy and and Owen as as the t- as my like marquee tag team. yeah you know
1: that's what I was that i I was debating just doing. <sighs> Chono and Tenzon versus Davey and Owen in a, a straight up tag team match. Oh, yeah. yeah, Um That'd be great too. But I just kind of tried to, you know, factor in Vader. But like, I I really can't think of anyone that was omitted um, that that really I would say like should have been that deserved to
0: be part of it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I I had thought of putting like Jannetty in. In like a, a light heavyweight match. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. He but, wasn't totally off again, the rails. But again, at the same at the same time, like that's when he's doing the new rocker stuff, which is it was it goofy. happened. <laughs> too goofy. <laughs> it happened, So um, all right. Yeah. Well, we'll but save those
0: n- we'll save those debates for another uh, another time. I think like this is again this was a good exercise. I think we can certainly you know look to do this in in a future episode where we're. Just taking a roster from, and maybe we'll have it a little bit more like, you know, uh, closer to modern times, and and kind of throw some guys out there, or
1: even just have like a whole y- year as opposed yeah, to like yeah, a, just a specific booking season. The,
0: the forbidden door, so to speak. Yeah. So,
1: but but at the same yeah. time, the fact that we literally didn't have a single match overlap is kind of crazy.
0: That's uh, uh, listen. Great minds don't think alike, <laughs> despite what people will tell you. Um, but that'll wrap it up for us for this uh, for this episode. Uh, we will be back uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, we've got a topic. Uh, it might have a controversy to it. Uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna break that. We're gonna have a discussion. It's not gonna be necessarily a list, but it'll be more of a discussion back and forth about the worst valets in the history of pro wrestling. So. Uh, I got a
1: hot take for you.
0: Yeesh, Coming I can't. Up. I can't wait I for it. Take. But uh, but we'll uh, we'll tackle that topic soon. So uh, so for uh, for Tommy uh, gimmickless Tommy Schultz, this has been uh, the franchise Mike Men, and uh, we hope you all have a wonderful evening, and we hope to see you very soon.